following is a Goulash Media production. GoulashMedia.net. What's up, Downers? Happy Saturday, and welcome back to The System is Down. I wanted to give you guys just a little sneak peek behind the curtain of what's going on in the Downers Club. If you're not familiar with the Downers Club, if you're not already a member, uh, the Downers Club is our patron program where you can sign up to help support the show, and in return you get a bunch of free audio content, and some levels you get free merch and stuff like that. Uh, it's what really helps keep the show going. For the bonus audio content, we do a couple different things. Uh, Craig and I do the anti-news, where we do comedic recaps of current events. Remzo Martinez of the Remzo Republic podcast and I do Would You Rather Wednesdays, where we play the most horrifying game of Would You Rather that you've ever heard. And we also do Rotten Potatoes movie and TV reviews. We do roundtable discussions of just ranting about movies because we love movies. And we especially love Star Wars movies. So... This episode is the Rotten Potatoes movie review of The Last Jedi, which we recorded as a roundtable discussion. It, we recorded it probably at least a couple months ago. It's been a while, and I've been kind of dragging my feet on putting it out for whatever reason. But then I saw that uh, The Last Jedi is coming out on DVD this week, so I figured, you know, I'll, I'll hold on to it a little bit longer and put it out as kind of a another Star Wars celebration as The Last Jedi is uh, about to come out on DVD. This conversation ended up lasting about two hours, two hours of us just ranting and talking about our love for Star Wars, our love for this movie, how it ties into other movies, all these theories and everything. Uh, just we, we didn't talk for that long because we thought you wanted to hear two hours of us talking about The Last Jedi. We talked for that long because we just love talking about Star Wars. So this is a free bonus that I'm giving to you guys so you can see kind of what we're doing with uh, Rotten Potatoes and with uh, the, the bonus content. This is the first hour, the first half of it, and the second hour of this conversation you can get by joining the Downers Club at tsidpod.com forward slash support. Also, with The Last Jedi coming out on DVD this week, I wanted to do a little bit of a promo and then do a giveaway of the movie. So you can sign up for a your chance to win a free copy of the movie. Uh, there's three different ways that you guys can sign up. The first one is by joining the Downers Club at tsidpod.com forward slash support. Uh, if you're already a member of the Downers Club, you can sign up by raising your level to a higher level of any amount, and that'll get your name in the pool once. Uh, the second way that you can sign up is by going to iTunes and just leaving a nice review. Five stars, however many stars you're allowed to leave on iTunes. Leave us all the stars, give us a nice review. That's a free way to potentially win a free movie uh, that will take you about two minutes. To carry out and it's a uh, it's really helpful to us because it uh, b boosts our credibility and helps get the name out there about the show so there's that and if you leave a review just take a screenshot of it and send me the screenshot so I know that it was you and I'll get your name in for that uh, the third way that you can sign up is just by going to tsidpod.com and leaving a one-time donation of five dollars or more to support the show so you could win for as little as $5, as little as free if you do the iTunes route. And you can sign up as many as three times by doing all three things if that's what you want to do. And the winner of that will be announced on our regular Monday morning show on April 2nd. So definitely tune into that episode and find out if you won. So to recap, just go to tsidpod.com forward slash support and sign up for the Downers Club to get the second half of this conversation that you're listening to right now and a plethora of all of our backlog of audio content plus all of our audio content going into the future and that will also sign you up to win The Last Jedi. Or go to iTunes, leave a review, or $5 donation one time at tsidpod.com. All right, that's all my plugs. 
let's get into it. Here's our Rotten Potatoes review of Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Let's get weird. Look, it's f***ing rotten, you f***ing idiot. It's rotten! Rotting potatoes. There is a difference between a good potato and a bad potato. A dirty, rotten potatoes. You got a rotten potato? Gross, dirty, rotten potatoes. All right. Well, here we are. Uh, we, um, I planned on doing this much sooner, talking about The Last Jedi with some friends. I saw it on opening night with Cole, who is also here. Nathan and Jeanette saw it. You guys saw it on opening week, right? Or was it the next week? Yeah. The yeah, first, I think the, it was that weekend. Week. But- it was like Saturday, Sunday, or something like that. Me and Dan yeah. already uh, did record a. It's a bonus. We gave like the episode. our hot take of it. Like yeah, like the night literally of. that night because it's like I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep. Yeah, talk about this. <laughs> we we just vented that night, but we, I've been meaning to do an official review with you guys, and I wanted to get Forrest and Brad back on since they were our Star Wars pals in the Star Wars episode, but we didn't do that. So do you make me feel like this is this was wrong? No, not at all, because. Uh, well, Brad was working tonight and Forrest, uh, his family's data plan was <laughs> limited. Right. So, uh, Cole was just here. Okay. So I've been wanting to do this, but I really wanted to see the movie a second time before doing this. And I still have not had a chance. Let's uh, go tomorrow. I, I would love to, um, I have a family, but, um, no, you don't. and I work tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I have not seen it. But Cole was here, and I've talked to a million people since I've seen it. I've watched a million reviews, a million videos talking about it. So I know I've pretty much seen it five times in my head. And Cole was here. We were just talking about life, and, of course, it inevitably turned into a Star Wars discussion. So I said, hey, let's just go and do this because we're we're doing it anyway. We might as well record it. So, yeah, if I wasn't clear... Nathan and Jeanette are here, and Cole is here, and we're talking about The Last Jedi. So, uh, no plans here. If somebody wants to open it up, we can just uh, dive into it. I'd like to start by acknowledging the fact that the movie takes place over the course of literally like 72 hours. Yes. Or, or yeah. Like, it's like 24 hours after The Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like the next day or something. It, it's, it's right after The Force Awakens and the movie's like covered... Um, Length of time is not much. It's only it's no. a few days. It's bizarre for a Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, and it takes. <laughs> it, I mean, this the scene the scene of of where they're at in that quadrant of space, where the you know they're just trailing along in front of the super star destroyers. I mean, that's that was new. That's different. That's very different. Like, yeah. obviously the the main characters have it's some side quests. Slowest chase scene ever. Yeah, in a, in a for movie. real. And it was and it was very it was interesting. It almost seems stressful yeah when i mm-hmm. when i look think back on i'm like ah like it's all right here and it's really not that much time passing in the grand scheme of everything which makes it just feel stressful and it like it's just that's a first for a star wars movie to take place so much of it take place in space right which, which this movie i mean it it went off the books in so many ways yeah. that's just that's just one of them but um yeah, uh, Nathan, Jeanette, you've seen it twice. Um, what's kind of uh, well? Let's just start from the beginning. Um, 
Yeah. Somebody, somebody open it up. Oh, I've seen it twice. Right. Um, yeah. I just going remember. off of Cole's thing, like there's that, there's that tension right from the very beginning. We get past mm-hmm. the opening crawl and you see the ships in the distance, but and all of a sudden they start coming in closer and closer and faster and faster, which is something that I made note of because I haven't noticed that in any of the other movies. And it gave me the same feeling of uh, terror and like suspense as the opening in uh, New Hope Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, like you see um, the ship just coming into view and it's going and going and still going and it's continuing to go. This is a huge ship. The oh my gosh. Of the <laughs> and so it's that same kind of tension that I felt during A New Hope. Like, what is going to happen? Because now we're in the middle of a battle, like right now. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's like it reminisces of Empire Strikes Back, except mm-hmm. that the whole time. They can't. They can't shake the the well, in Empire Strikes the Back. The first order. Yeah. Well, in this, yeah, the first order. They can't shake the first mm-hmm. order, and that's something that's never happened. We've always seen our heroes just make the jump to yeah, light yeah, speed, yeah. make the jump, they and they're, they're gone. Yeah. Right. But yeah. not this time. Now they're yeah. out of gas. Yeah, and not this time. <laughs> they they tracked them through light speed. That's a new thing. Which um, uh, a ship running out of gas basically is. I mean, that's not something we've ever seen before either in Star Wars. There's never been. Yeah. Any never think sort about of, that. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was literally thinking about that just the other day cuz like I'm like where do we even see them ever fuel anything up? You right. see them fuel up like X-wings? Yeah, in, but in the Force Awakens you see the, the tie fighters ones. in their little bays or whatever, yeah. so who knows what's going on there, but yeah, you never that's not something but there's never been a notion of a, a fuel limit or an amount of fuel that they have that like okay, well we don't have infinite runtime in, a, in yeah. one of the Star right. Cruisers. We didn't know that. But. And if there is an instance of fuel, I feel like it takes a while. Because, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's been a while since I've seen A New Hope, but I feel like Han and Chewie were on Tatooine because they were filling up the Falcon. Like, is that why they were there? Because why else I would they be what, there? I think that there is they a were mention, getting drunk. I think there was a myth <laughs> that Han made mention of, like, fueling up before leaving. Yeah. When, the, when he was talking to Ben mm-hmm. and... But they obviously had enough time to like sit and drink and yeah, like right. get propositions and then almost killed and well, all that other okay. stuff goes on. So it's not like it's fast. Right. So it must have been so if the Millennium Falcon would have to hold a lot of fuel because this is something I haven't actually vocalized with anybody before. I haven't thought that much about it. They always say like in uh, in a new hope when that tie fighter comes past them and they're almost to where Alderaan should be and they're like mm-hmm. o- Obi-Wan says or somebody says, "Well, that's that's a short range fighter. Yeah, that there there, there must right. be. They couldn't have made it. How did it get all the way out here? That's yeah. a short range fighter. So that mm-hmm. makes that implies that almost every single man or couple person ship couldn't get that far right. into deep space. It brings the humanness so, into. We, well, we it, so that <laughs> that means that the the Millennium Falcon, being a freighter, right, is able to make deep space travel. So it must have mm-hmm. a lot of fuel." that it can hold like these star cruisers that we're talking about in the opening and most of the movie right. of the last It's Jedi. like the semi version of yeah. ships. Like it's a semi, <laughs> it's a freighter. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the Millennium Falcon is not near as big as a cruiser, obviously. No. Right. And so it no. would have even less of a runtime, but you never see the Millennium Falcon running out of fuel in, in the, you know what I mean? You've never had, Oh right. crap, the Millennium Falcon needs fuel. We got to fuel up. Even when it's been sitting on Jakku for no. 25 years. We've only ever just had <laughs> awful luck with the hyperdrive on the Millennium right. Falcon. But, uh, uh, 
Yeah, so like the the big cruisers actually getting so desperate in this movie that they're running out of fuel that they have to transfer it, transfer it to the passenger the smaller passenger ships to send them out. Right. I love the the way that the movie makes you think that Vice Admiral Holdo is kind of a dick, like a like she's doing oh, something we, awful. We can't get into her yet. I I just so, I, I don't know. I love that. And then and then it turns out like they had mm-hmm. a plan. They didn't let po- I wonder why they didn't let Poe know. Well, well, let's start. Why didn't they just tell it? So You're jumping can too I, far forward. Can I before we get too far like we're talking about a rousing discussion about fuel. Um, right. But before we get too far away from that, um, which I'm, I'm chiding. I, I actually find that to be very interesting. Um, yeah. But I mean, what we're talking about overall is like the the fact of the matter is, in in my opinion, that that interaction between the first order ship and the resistance ship, and all this going on there, basically like a golf cart race, you know, like mm. um, I, I find that scene as a whole to be a metaphor for like the entire movie, like, or as I guess a symbol for the entire movie. Like there's basically nothing happened. Like it's, yeah. it's basically one golf cart chasing another, you know, and they're both running on low battery. Like it's, it's such, but at the same time, like there's all this suspense and everything else, but basically nothing's happening for me, that's the entirety of the movie. Like every yeah. single thread that you trace, basically nothing happened. Like there's only a few things that of consequence that actually occurred throughout the movie, and I don't think that's like a negative thing in my mind. Like oh, it's, it's, it's more it's it's just real. Yeah, like it, I mean, it's this, this movie basically of, played out in real time. Yeah, so. that's yeah, <laughs> yeah very and close to it. I love that basically all of the traditional things that you get behind that you're like, yeah, like let's do this. Almost every single one of those ends up with somebody pulling the rug out from underneath of you, yeah. and mm-hmm. like you're basically no further along than you thought you were. So right. everything that you expect is turned on its head, and I think that truly is what, at its core, this movie did. It turned everything on its head. What you expected yeah. was not what happened. Right. Yeah, that was totally Ryan Johnson. Um, so Poe, his interaction with Hux at the beginning. Oh, that's for- awesome. Uh, right oh, out the gate, we have fantastic. comic relief in, okay. in a very stressful situation. Yes, it's, yeah. It's, I, 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 I like comic relief, but they're getting. And I will say, overall in this movie, I felt like it's at least in the much. first half, it gets a little too marvelly, like a little too well, there's, there's, Marvel movies type. Because uh, I mean, I laughed hysterically when he made the call to Hux. Like I thought it was hilarious, but thinking back on it now, it's like, I mean. It's, it's, you're making a phone call to him and it's like, is General Hux there? And it's like, he makes a your mom joke. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, there were, there were a few anachronisms <laughs> in there, but uh, I mean, think think about uh, The Force Awakens. Um, Poe made a, a joke yeah. at Kylo Ren. He's like, I, I can't I can't really hear you. Am I, am I supposed to talk? Are you, are right. you talking yeah. right now? Yeah, and I, and I love that. It's, it's Poe's character. Solo it basically character. being that same character. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't hate it. There, there were some comedic parts that I thought were too over the top. I thought that one was toeing the line just because it's too like no, prank call type. Post <laughs> character but... never does anything out of care. Like that is something he would have done. And it made sense. Right. I feel like the Porgs and if we're talking about comic relief and how the movie had sort of yeah. a little bit too much. Like it definitely had some gratuitous green boob milk. Yeah. 
It had some, <laughs> some, some, some it had some gratuitous like com- comedic relief that we did we didn't need yeah. all of it. Like it, it got to be yeah. too much. Like the porgs getting freaked out that Chewbacca was roasting and eating one of them. Like that, I don't know. Like if they had ended that scene with Chewbacca just taking a looking down, and being like, oh, and then just turning and taking a big old chomp out of it. it like okay. that would have been more. I mean, then that would have that joke would have worked, and it would have been more in Chewie's character, in my opinion. He's like, I don't give a shit had, about they, these things. They, they dragged the porgs on even further. <laughs> oh yeah, the porgs didn't matter. They they were basically they, they just merchandising. Them, but they had them. Yeah, they had the comic <laughs> relief with. So what what I heard about the porgs, and the, you know, this could be hearsay, but was that there were puffins all over this island where they were trying mm-hmm. to shoot and obviously they can't remove them for you know animal rights reasons and so and so they had to work them in somehow what and are puffins yeah i i think like maybe oh, puffins are like baby penguins basically <laughs> like birds um yeah. they, they're like this is a family show really... sometimes babies cry in the middle of it but when yeah. you said puffins my first thought was isn't that some sort of pokemon no, it's yeah, it's kind of like a miniature penguin bird. Like, I don't know it. They're they're kind of they've kind of got like um they like these fly underwater. It's awesome. Anyway, just look it up. Sorry, I can't explain it right now. But <laughs> they like fly like, through water Google and they're it. really small. All right, and they can also like I, I believe they can you fly in the air too. Like, <laughs> but okay. So uh, on the topic of comedic stuff, I there's one scene that I loved. It was another rug pulling out deal. Um, I'm curious as to you guys' opinion because I kind of go back and forth on it. The whole Luke taking the lightsaber from Rey and the whole giant scene that we set up, this big epic moment, and he's just like, yep, screw that, throws it over his shoulder. Um, I don't know. There's a part of me that loves it. There's a part of me that's like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Initially, that the reaction that I had to it was I was I was kind of frustrated by that. Yeah. Like in when in real time, the first time I saw that, I was like, I. I understand like that they made a choice here and I don't like it. Yeah. Um, but I think I, I've kind of shifted my opinion a little bit after having digested the movie a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and though I still maybe don't love it, like to another degree, I, I really appreciate it because it, it leads into the rest of his character. And I, it I also feel like they could have done it differently. That's like was it was a little say. too yeah. funny. Comedic. Yeah. Like yeah. it could have been funny. Like he's just, just takes it and throws it to the side or something. They're throwing it over his shoulder. It's not a natural move. That's a move that you do no. just for comedic value. Like it was a little yeah, too that's... funny, funny for yeah. me. For yeah, I was going to say that, that that's same what... general thing. Like if I posed it, if, you, if it was presented differently, Nathan, if, if he had looked at it, sort of made a face at it, reached out at it, maybe threw out, it back to her. If, if he had <laughs> taken it, looked at it and then sort of, through it angrily or something like yeah in a more of a side. natural if he'd have been like yeah you know what nah like i don't want i'm I, i'm out of this i'm not i i left for a reason i don't want right. to train another jedi instead he just literally doesn't grabs it doesn't even acknowledge like has it in his hands for two seconds and then he's right arching it over yeah. behind him which again yeah it's not a natural <laughs> thing to do right the it's other thing that i thought about when about i saw something. it's not it, it was almost and i i can see why I'm not mad about it, but I know a lot of people are, and I think that they're not necessarily wrong, because it's basically, it almost felt like Ryan Johnson being like, you know, everything that you thought, you know, or everything that, not even what you thought, what you wanted, yep, we're just, screw that, we're, we're going to make a big joke out of it. Like, In I can way. see how it could be taken that way. I didn't necessarily feel yeah. that way, but. So the other, the I, other thing that I thought about after giving it some consideration was, um, go, go back to, again, the second of the original trilogy, 
And when Luke is introduced to Yoda, he throws stuff, including a lightsaber, over his back. Right. And so it introduces the fact that Luke is this movie's Yoda. That's what I was just about to say. Like, I guess I have a differing opinion of all three of you, because when I was sitting watching it the first time, that's exactly what I wanted right. him to do. I was about because to say I had already too, I, I wanted him to be Yoda in this because right. like. That's kind of what happens when you exile yourself to a remote planet and live off the land there. You kind of go a little crazy. And that's exactly what I wanted him to do. And yeah, the throwing it over your shoulder is not a natural move. And I think that that was the point. Like, that was, like, he could have just threw it down or handed it back to her, threw it off to the side or whatever that was more natural. But that was, like, a specific thing that he did. I he made eye contact with her, he looked at it, and then he threw it over his back like, nope, that's gone. And right. he made it like a specific point. I, I and, enjoyed that. And I like that he did it. And, and in a mm-hmm. way, it was a little bit too animated from what I thought it was going to be. But Right. And that, I mean, the lightheartedness of it is the main issue that I had with right. it. And right. to, to me, you brought up Yoda. I think the main difference there is that when we meet Yoda for the first time, as long as we're not watching these from one to seven, um, right, we don't know who Yoda is. And the reveal mm-hmm. of Yoda makes that all make sense because he's just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, Luke is the guy that we've been waiting to see this whole time. And right. for him to present himself as a funny, funny Yoda, don't care about anything type of thing is kind of off-putting. Yeah, but then you, right. you throw in the question of, like, Dan, for us, we didn't know who Yoda was. But for... Yeah kids who maybe see the trilogy of the prequels and then this one they do so i don't know it kind of does introduce an interesting perspective yeah, shift because for, we're used to thinking of it in right. in kind of a, a, an odd order for better maybe, or for worse prequel yoda is canon and so yeah. like nathan said kids growing up now who watch the prequels and the originals they'll see Yoda in the prequels as just this wizened old Jedi master just sad for them. who then who then goes off and exiles himself to this uh, planet. And, like, that will be the norm You're for right. Them. The prequels never yeah. should have happened. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, as far as the comedic stuff goes, uh, a little too much of it. Um, what, what, how'd you guys feel about uh, the, the caretakers, the nuns of the island? I was. Where were they in the beginning? Like, yeah, where so, did they right. just randomly show up? <laughs> I was feeling a number of things at this point in the movie. Like, my first viewing, I was still struggling with my internal dialogue of, like, I don't know. Like, I, I understood what they were going for, and I wasn't quite there yet. And so by the time they were introduced, I was just like, what? Really? Right. Um, yeah, you're still like, uh, I'm not, I don't know how I feel. And then it's like, yeah, here's my, my second. Yeah. And then, and then I had another thought, which was like those caretaker characters. Like if, if you're a fan of anime, like they scream anime and that <laughs> yeah. made me realize like a lot of the other elements that were going on kind of mirrored some of some anime tropes. And so I think my first viewing, it kind of got me shifting my perspective a little bit. Yeah. And it then my second viewing, I think I saw. Fill. What's that? It gave me a very Studio Ghibli feel of like yeah. the nuns and everything. Exactly. It, it, and I'm still not sure how I feel about them, but at least like I've maybe digested them a little bit more to try to yeah. accept them. Yeah, it for me, it kind of pulled me out of it a little bit, but I mm-hmm. can't say that I didn't laugh at the 
Yeah. Some of the, like when she cuts down the rock and almost falls on him. Yeah. Like exactly. Just, it, it makes me wonder if there were scenes cut where they were introduced like at an earlier point, and then they just kind of filled that in with, "Ooh, yeah. who are they? Oh, they're the caretakers." Because, like, I guess logically speaking, it would make sense to me that if there's a Jedi temple here, you know, there would be caretakers besides the Jedi Master to help. Uh, hasn't that Jedi that temple been empty for years and years though? It, it was. It was yeah. abandoned. Those Jedi temples are though. Also, my first thought I'm remembering actually was that she was having hallucinations. And so I thought it was really funny because like yeah, I thought that too. we've never seen we've never seen creatures like this in her hallucinations in my mind. It was like, oh wow, she's really hallucinating. But it then looked like she was even yeah. like the camera effect yeah. and stuff. It, it feels yeah. weird. It was definitely <laughs> and now, weird. After having seen it a couple times and digesting more, like I guess I'm seeing like basically what it's telling me is there's a lot more to this force garbage than we know. Plus it's it's not just the Jedi who own it to a certain degree. Like these people have been taking care of the island for thousands of years, and like, aren't they just as as owners of Force? Like, the Jedi are not the only people. Well, it... I just would have liked to see them beforehand, before this point, because yes. she's on that island for like a day or two right. before they yeah. show up. And exactly. I mean, in the Force Awakens, you see a flyover of the whole island. It's like this empty, barren wasteland yeah, island. Was that like, shit? I mean, yeah. beautiful scenery, but yeah. there's nobody there. You don't see any temple. You don't see any caretakers floating around. You don't see we any. You see the X-wing underwater, orcs. and it's like, no, he should have made her like try to take it out. Uh, yeah, as yeah, much as that, would, as much as that would be a ripoff of Empire Strikes Back, that's it would it's it's almost though. like it's almost like he built it up so that you're like that's gonna happen, and we and all kind of wanted it, and he still just like nah, nah, screw it. Also, what the hell was mm-hmm. that little portal on the island? Why did the island? have a dark side hole in it like <laughs> what was that? Well, i mean yeah. isn't that always what you thought whenever you saw the cave on on dagobah yes, like but my yes. honestly over the years i've sort of decided that maybe like yoda kind of an, uh, set that up maybe like yoda didn't just go to dagobah for no reason he, he had training purposes maybe he knew of this maybe mm-hmm. that's the case maybe that's why this jedi temple is where it is but um mm-hmm. there's light and dark on that island apparently yeah but and and maybe, maybe the same with Dagobah yeah, Swamp. Yeah, because Dagobah I mean, doesn't seem like really. this cheery, happy island where Jedi used to live. No. It's just like this place where yeah. Yoda ended up in yeah. this wasteland. And in the caves. So anything the cave could be there. Of Empire. In the cave sequence of Empire, though, Yoda, he doesn't necessarily encourage him, but he doesn't like get mad at him or stop him from going into the yeah, cave right. either. Well, he merely just says, he you won't need forward. your lightsaber in there. <laughs> but when we see... When we see Ray uh, going through and trying to experience the yeah. Force yeah, with the guidance what Luke of Luke, done. Luke like gets pissed he, off at her did. for like you immediately went to the dark side, like just like immediately goes after her, yeah. and Yoda didn't really do that. Like oh. he didn't yeah, even, even get mad that Luke brought in his lightsaber into the cave yeah. when he told him not to. Yeah, yeah Luke made yeah. a mistake, and, and he fought against Darth Vader, whom right. uh, you know Yoda had been telling him like you you shouldn't do this yet, like. He he pretty much did the exact opposite of what Yoda told him to in this practice run type thing. And yeah, you 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 don't see Yoda react in the same way, but you do see him react because after this, Yoda basically pulls back and he's resigned himself because he knows Luke has set himself on his course and he's not going to change his mind. Mm-hmm. So from then on, you see Yoda just basically quiet down and just resign to becoming one with the Force, like. From that point, there's a there's a shift in his character. Yeah. He's no longer training. He's just like, well, you know what? This is the way it is. Yeah, I, I feel like that shift in Empire was so much smoother than what they did here. 
Like, mm-hmm. it's just like Luke is, I wanted him to be an angry, crotchety old man, but it's like we're doing these funny things with like the fish and all that stuff. Like, we're making him into this weird old man that doesn't really match up with his character that much. Maybe it does. I don't know. Not really going to make that argument. But, uh, can we talk real quick before we get into uh, any any further stuff? What? Okay, so Chewie comes with her to the island apparently, and because he busts down the door, uh, assuming that Luke wasn't standing behind it and he was about to kill him. Um, but <laughs> so Chewie comes in and he makes his presence, and then he literally just hangs out on the island for the next. Three days with the porgs, like, yeah. Like, what what is he doing that whole time? We only see him with the porgs the one time. Hey, and they weren't there. That, that's the that's the point. I I want to stress probably wasn't that. How long, in the world if it's they weren't there that long? Well, like, they they make it seem like she went through a couple trainings though. Like, yeah, she like, convinces him like to train days. her, and like, they were there for like a little bit of or three days, not even three full days, right? Because that's my the thing I think is the weirdest about the way that the originals do and and these are doing with the jedi training they think like they make it to where it's like okay yeah our hero luke trains he only actually trains probably for a, a handful of days with yeah. yoda and then then he goes off and does his thing and then yoda tells him no more training do you require well okay but back in the day we used to raise these right kids <laughs> from yeah. from you know it very never young worked age out, <laughs> and until and, they were they had very long training processes back then. It's like, I just feel like, yeah, obviously they're not going to be that long now because we're discovering our Force-sensitive characters at later ages. It's also not going to be that long because we're in a freaking hurry because the galaxy is falling apart. So we got to right. get back there right. and make it happen. Right, but I mean... Yeah, that, was actually like a deliberate, that was actually a deliberate thing that was described by Lucas because um, uh, I, I am a geek. I've you know sought out some of those. Oh, um, oh you're a geek? Yeah. Bro, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I thought out some of those club. extra um, uh, documentaries and stuff like that. And he, I mean, as as much as I think Lucas is a flawed director and uh, dialogue <laughs> writer, like he he is a visionary. He has really good ideas, and For he sure. does think about what he's doing. He just needs a team around him to develop them and refine them. But sure. what I'm getting at is like. Even down to the, some of the things that, for me, before I understood what he was going for, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, the lightsaber duels. Like, the one we see between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan versus the one that we see between Obi-Wan and Anakin. You know, <laughs> like, the same two people just, right. you know, uh, like, 20 years removed. Right, like, right. it they kind of... really old me. really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, like, thing, things like what you're talking about. Like, Luke basically trained for, like, a quick 48 hours. And, like, we see Anakin, you know, being said, well, you're too old. And then, like, he, he was supposed to have trained basically since he could walk, you know. Like, all these things that we see changing. Like, Lucas was thinking about these deliberately. And, like, the reason why um, the lightsaber duels are not as involved is because they would They're have trained. trained. For, yeah. yeah. And then... like. I think you and I have had this discussion before, Nathan, and that's actually where it all breaks down is um, they stopped training in them the way they they used to be. Like you said, um, Anakin was taken when he was still a young boy, but um, like far older than what he would have been to be a Jedi. And then uh, against Jedi protocol, we have Qui-Gon who's taking on another Padawan 
when he already had one and it was before that like it was a master to a padawan and his padawan was obi-wan well he stopped training obi-wan and started training Anakin, then he died. Only because they determined <laughs> that Obi-Wan was ready for the trials. He was to become a Jedi But he wasn't. Let's he talk was about so The Last Obi- Jedi. <laughs> yeah, we're get, we're, it's all part of this. We're getting there. We're talking about Shut the up, fact man. that... This is a big side Luke tangent. Luke trains it's for two days. Conversations Luke go. trains for a couple days, and then he's done. And then Rey trains for a couple days, and then she's apparently right. ready. But I mean... The, the, that's the point. The point yeah. of these two characters is that Kylo Ren and Rey are the two most Force-sensitive characters besides... Right apparently Snoke, uh, to mm-hmm. to come into the picture. He's not even that Force-sensitive, apparently. Uh, he can't tell. Well, we can talk about that. Also, the, the unless that he already knew that was going to happen, unless he had a plan in place, unless he is actually Darth Plagueis, which I think he is. The he and we'll be. find out in the next episode. Uh, Dan next, thinks uh, that they're not like even going to explain that. Uh, we're not there yet. Uh, uh, the argument that Ray is... Um, she didn't go through enough training. It's like, well, clearly she's more force sensitive than Luke was, which is blasphemy for some reason. And more so but, than Kylo Ren. Well, yeah, uh, I'm just saying like Almost, yeah. she trained, I mean, whether or not she trained for more or less days with a master than uh, Luke did doesn't matter because she was fighting her nemesis in the last movie and holding her own. Like she's clearly she got this him. stuff figured out a long time, a, a lot earlier than uh, Luke ever did. So for her to have uh, but also a day or two with Luke that. isn't going to really make that much of a difference. Yeah, I guess I, don't uh, that, like Kylo was like seriously injured and also divided because, yeah. you know, he was yeah. So, I mean, he he was at a disadvantage because not only Ray but Finn, like who had combat training for sure and evidently he was at like the top of his class, but yeah. like he held his own against uh, against um against Kylo and so, I mean, there it, it it didn't. I don't know if the movie did a great job of illustrating like that he was not at his peak, and um, like a lot of people complained. If you remember, he was because, running an empire. So yeah, Dude, but, but <laughs> like, oh man, the kick scene. A lot of people room. complained because you know this this star, you know this um, stormtrooper was holding his own with a lightsaber, which a lot of people were like, oh, you have to be force sensitive to operate a, for- a lightsaber. Uh, so like, there's a lot of. Oh, they have, never been they have it on off switch. Anybody can yeah. turn it on. <laughs> never yeah, been that way. You have so, to be a Jedi. You have to be force sensitive to make a lightsaber. Right. You don't have right? to be an electrician to turn on a light switch. So. Turn on. Um, <laughs> I want to take it back a minute and talk about um, something that like, I just personally like. I don't know if other people like it or not. But I like the use of uh, memory changes uh, in this movie. When we um, hear Different of... Like first, Luke gives a recount of yeah. like what happened that night, why Kylo went crazy and killed everything, and then went off to Snoke. Like we see, like just oh, Kylo just you know he went crazy and he pulled down the building on Luke, and Luke, then when Luke awoke, everything was on fire and oh, it was awful. Then we see Kylo, who from his perspective. Yeah. Yeah, see his perspective. We see Luke with a lightsaber ready to kill him with fire Ren, in his eyes. You can, he's, he's if right. You put, if you he's put yourself in Kylo Ren's eyes, you can sort of justify being like, yeah, yeah. I want to find Who's Luke Skywalker. I want to find him and kill him because he was going to kill me well, in my yeah. sleep. What kind of guy does that? Not only that, but yeah. you can you can justify his turn to the dark side because he's yeah. like, I have these powers. I'm looking for a way to amplify them and build my ability. And this guy and just tried first, to kill me, so yeah. I'm going to go with the other guy. <laughs> That's what and then I we think finally the whole have point of this new trilogy telling the truth right yeah sorry no no i kind of interrupted you too Uh, i think the whole point of this new trilogy is to 
is to outline the gray area and be like, uh, the Jedi, Word. the Jedi are wrong, the yeah. Sith are wrong, mm-hmm. right? We need, yeah. we need a balance. That's the that's been what we've been looking for for so long sure. is a balance. And for so, sure. just and, just and as Ray, go ahead. Like we have that whole like no you hang up, you know, series of of <laughs> interactions, yeah. and even that is like it. I mean, not only is it, I guess, hinting at a, a romantic, you know, uh, connection that I don't, I don't know, you know, where that's coming from, but we're we're seeing basically like her literally flirting with the dark side and you know that that hint of of light that has always been an element of star wars and can, so like can i come at that from a female perspective real quick and uh, i'm just talking like on a, as a female on, like, you a don't have a level. voice i'm just kidding sure uh <laughs> like this is just a personal level so i can't speak for all women everywhere that's dumb but ray has this power now that she has no idea what to do with and luke basically has done nothing but yell at her and demean her this entire time and this was supposed to be the guy that was supposed to be like her savior like he was supposed to tell her what to do he was supposed to come and fight with the resistance and he's been just obstinate the entire time now we have a guy who has the same powers as her i was gonna say the same thing more along with it than she is around her age and like kind of showing interest in her too. Yeah, of course she's going to like have not some necessarily sort of fall for this guy, but for him. Yeah, have some sort of feeling for this guy. You're the only person like, I can talk to about true. this. <laughs> yeah. Nobody and, else understands and, what she's going through. Another thing we see, um, which I find very interesting, is every time Ray interacts with with Kylo in that in that uh, sense, in that in that uh, I guess ability. Regard. Yeah he is completely calm and open. Mm-hmm. Like you, you never see him lose his temper when I wonder they're why talking. the forces connect against like that. You murder a snake. Yes. Yeah, always <laughs> reacting like in, in a very like, well, at least at first she's reacting in a very violent way and he's just calm and open. He's like, yes, like, you know, and he's asking questions, but like, I think that's one of the things that again, like she makes her question. Like Luke is off his rocker and he's violent and he's reacting in weird ways and kylo who is supposed to be the bad guy in this monster he's calm he's open he's honest like because he isn't so she's realizing that there isn't just bad and good it's not how it works everything and isn't just one or the other and that movie this movie is absolutely i think its goal is to outline and show that it's all perspective it's everything is perspective yeah (laughs) kylo uh you know, has his reasons for the things he's done and the decisions he's made, and he's been influenced by different, by both the dark and the light. He sort of represents more of the dark, and Ray rises in the light to meet him, and they balance each other. And that's kind of the yeah. moment that in the force bridge between the two, and they're connecting, yeah, Ray is lashing out at first, but, and then literally by the third time they're interacting, they're just talking like, they're like just talking old, like, yes. like old friends. And, yeah. And honestly, I love it. I love it so much that yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that there needs to be a romantic thing. And maybe, obviously, they're gonna yeah. have mix, they're gonna have confused I'm fine feelings. I, I don't care. He's a guy. <laughs> she's a girl. They're the only two like each other. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be a little bit. It's gonna yeah. It's gonna Connected. have weird. It's gonna have weird romantic uh, baggage. But and it's gonna piss Finn right the hell off, and that's gonna right. be funny. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but it when needs, did you find out? Like, but here's the thing that I can't get. Uh, I can't get away from. So. Um, you've got 
you've got all these romantic lines that are yeah. conflating in this yeah. movie. But Rose and the, Finn. Uh, ah. let me let me just let me just draw a you a linear here. <laughs> let me draw you a little picture here, okay? So you've got these two characters who you're like, oh wait, there might be something there. There's maybe a spark there, and um, you've got all these questions, and you're like, well maybe you know they touch they touch fingers, like oh oh my god, like you know there's this like let's rule the empire together, okay? If you if you can try to have like selectively forgetful memory okay in the second of the original trilogy we see leia give luke this kiss and you're like wait a minute her and han were a thing and you're like whoa okay like there's another thread and for the next you know a couple years you got yourself you know all these people shipping about these different characters you don't in the next (laughs) yeah in the next movie it's like oh yeah by the way we're siblings right like so we cannot the next movie after that han and leia are married and separated yeah, so. exactly so we can't forget like there there's definitely like this this kind of except for the prequels which were just boring and like i love you you're an angel and all this but <laughs> sand is close like, and gets everywhere you do have this kind of mo to like mess with you on on this level of like anticipation and so i wouldn't be surprised if we find out something crazy like that in the next movie that's like what okay um before we get too deep into like I mean, we're going really into the weeds. Love I mean, triangles. like, I, w- I want to talk about, like, they they showed what happened with Luke and Kylo, which I didn't think they were going to. I figured Disney sometime down the line, they'd make an in-between movie where they try it and make that make sense, um, how that all went down. They, I feel like Ryan Johnson captured that, explained that so quickly, so well, so mm-hmm. to the point. It doesn't have to be another two-hour movie to explain. Yeah. <laughs> like, Thanks. they just showed, yeah. like, two seconds of this happened, and you're like, oh, yeah, that all makes sense now. Because, I mean, between The Force Awakens and this, we were all like, or, yeah, whatever. Uh, we were all like, how in the world did he screw it up that well, bad? It's, it's He's really, Luke Skywalker. It's really just before this point, before they revealed... Kylo's version of the story and Luke's version of the story, which uh, both of which completely they check out. They both yeah. line up. They both they're just two different perspectives, and they both yeah. have very good reasons for the re- what they thought and why they, you know, the outcome that it took. Obviously, if I was Kylo Ren, I would have been pretty freaked out. Right. And if I'm Luke and I saw what I saw in his future, I'd have been pretty freaked Makes out. Sense on both sides. So exactly, and uh, just the. Uh, I don't know. I totally lost my train of thought there, but right. anyways, like Luke deciding that he might try to, you know, do something about changing the future, and then Kylo being like, "Oh my God, this guy's going to try to kill me." Right. It just makes sense. That yeah, I think that was done very, very well. Yeah. Um, one point that I've heard raised, which I think is hilarious, is uh, how crappy of a person was Luke. That okay, so this all goes down, and Kylo or Ben goes to these other people. Cause a bunch of people left with him. Um, he goes up to them and he's like, Hey, Luke just tried to kill me. And they're like, yeah, it sounds about right. <laughs> and they all just <laughs> leave with him. Like how, how bad of a master was he at that point that they're yeah. just like, that makes sense. Well, the whole thing, right. the whole you just thing raised is... another good point that I forgot about. Where are these other people? Yeah. Because they're yeah. also Ren, more right. sensitive. They? Yeah. If they don't bring that up in the next one, which it's JJ Abrams. So it will come up. Because he's the one they're, who set that up. They're also force sensitive. So where are they? Well, there's a theory. There's on? a theory that the that the Darts. vision that Ray has when she first touches the lightsaber, where the Knights of Ren are there, 
around Kylo or uh-huh. th- those people, that that hasn't come to pass yet. Uh, because okay. the whole sequence with the Force, when she touches the lightsaber for the first time at Maz Kanata's place, yeah. um, uh-huh. she sees past, uh, present, uh-huh. near future, and fu- you know far future. Yeah. So yeah. perhaps that's what that is. And then I wanted I remembered what I was going to say a little bit ago. The, the story of Kylo Ren, and uh, we just think in The Force Awakens, we're like, whoa, he just... He just got arrogant and uh, broke away from the Jedi Order. He must have thought he was too good for it. Um, he went Lucifer. Uh-huh. On his yeah, ass. it's Lucifer. It's it's the it's the biblical narrative of of Lucifer and then drawing, getting some angels to leave with him. Like, yep. so we thought at the a lot of us probably because this story has been told, retold, and retold over and over again since yep. the beginning of time. You know that you know the student gets arrogant. And leaves, you know, basically right. the Lucifer story is like kind of unjustified. What, yeah, he's just yeah. like a cocky douchebag. He's just bad. Yeah, but then you know, so we all kind of, I think we all probably thought, well, you know, Kylo just thought he was too good for it and yeah. lashed out and left because he was being influenced by the dark side too, and so he's just a Luciferic version, you know, of if that's even a word. He's like Lucifer, and he took some took some guys with him, just like Lucifer did with the angels and but i'm really glad that it turned out to be like you know no there's two sides of the sense. story it's great you know so yeah. the point of the last jedi is that it's satanic is what you're saying <laughs> no yes no but it, it, the point of it is to, Kylo is Ren's to show lightsaber, if you look at it in the posters is an upside down cross just saying yeah there you go My God. <laughs> the point of i think the point of the last jedi is to show that there isn't there just isn't a clear right and wrong and and good and evil there is they balance each other you can have a little bit of both and just as Ray demonstrates when, as we were saying earlier, she went right to the dark side in Luke's words. But she didn't come with any baggage like he did when he went into the cave. He took his blaster. He right. took his uh, his lightsaber. He took fear. He took everything he shouldn't take into the trial. But when Ray did it, she was just curious. She was just yeah. she looking. She needed clue. answers. <laughs> she, was, she didn't take weapons with her when she went down. Yeah. I don't think so. When she went down to that like ice mirror glass thing, you know, and was mm-hmm. just asking and didn't get any answers. But what what mm-hmm. were you guys? What was running through your mind as she's like waiting for the figure to walk oh, forward in wow. the reflection? I was like, oh, they could go um, so many ways with this. It could be I was Ewan McGregor like, or something. I was thinking mirror, yeah. mirror said like Harry Potter I, type. Yeah, thing, like I, awesome. I can't recall like exactly what i was thinking like as it happened because i I imagine there's so many thoughts flowing through your mind but um i i guess like as i don't know as as it was walking up like i think in the back of my head like there was this thought that like beings that they're in the shadows like i don't know i kind of felt like we weren't gonna find out i thought it was just gonna be like a dark manifestation of the force just like that she yeah. has to confront that would just break through and shatter and be like, oh, okay, that's not good. Like, I thought yeah. it was going to be like as the way that Luke had when he turns the corner and then Vader's coming out. My um, thought was for yeah. sure it was like two figures at first, and I thought for sure it was going to be a family reveal of some sort. And it was, which I said in a, the Star Wars episode, I want her to be a nobody. I want her yeah. to be yeah. something we, new. We did and I was so stoked that she. Supposedly, so isn't. far, yeah. So to far, point, that Kylo um, literally said that yeah, you're yes, a nobody, like, unless, uh, he, like, unless he's lying for his own. Well, well, we'll get to that. But uh, I was expecting it to be like a reveal of parents, and then they merged together, and I was like, 
It's gonna be kind of like it's a, gonna be her Harry or Potter Kylo Ren, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, I think that's what I thought when when they merged. I thought it was either a gonna be Kylo Ren or b like I really thought they were gonna go like midi chlorians route, and I was oh, like dear. really, I was really anxious. <laughs> they merged and... together. It's just like the word midi chlorians. <laughs> yeah. It's like we don't know what this is. Just, we, we don't know what to do with this. <laughs> super anxious because I'm like, no one parent, you're not going that route. Like I just thought sh- sh- saw Shmi Skywalker, and I'm like, <laughs> no, yeah. Um, and well, it's very mirrored what... of um, the Empire Strikes Back too. When like the Man, mask of Darth Vader mm-hmm. opens when he cuts it's... off his head, and it's Luke's yeah. face. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly what it's mirroring. The there. It's like, this it is doesn't matter who your parents are. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's almost yeah, it's almost as though it's it's like that same point that it's coming to is like you know you need to you need to define yourself who you are in relation to the Force mm-hmm. and like decide like. For Luke, it was like it was kind of his greatest fear of like I'm I'm turning into the person I hate, and for for Ray, it was kind of that fear of like I am nobody. Like mm-hmm. I think for both of them, they were kind of confronting their personal demons to a certain degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we gotta talk about my favorite point of the movie, which is only because I am a fanboy whore, but freaking Yoda's in this movie. My favorite character of all time. And um And as a puppet. So uh I'm gonna say now, spoiler alert, guys. Uh <laughs> but I think I'm gonna express the least popular opinion in that I don't think Yoda needed to be in this movie. Oh, I, I, I enjoyed so him a little bit. But I enjoyed him so much. It wasn't it I don't know. Like I'm glad he was, but I don't I, tear I think up he much was in a little <laughs> so I didn't did, tear up when my babies were born, but Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did I, I think it... to be in in you know episode five um like what talking to yoda did obi-wan need to be in episode five talking to yoda right yeah it, yeah it's totally I think a parallel that i also think it emphasizes that yoda or um luke also himself still needs a little bit of training yeah when it comes to being well, a master yeah. he like, yeah. needs a shake oh, i love the points that yoda made i love that i mean i love that and it, and it goes along with um, the point of yeah, shed the old, get rid of it. Do yeah, you need those old. books? Do you need You're those old wrong, Jedi books? Bro. Have you even read them? Like, and, oh, and, it, and it makes the uh, the uh, allusion to like Real our own religion. Were, eh? Yeah, it, it makes it makes the allu- the comparison to like the actual real world religion, like. Do these holy books, are they really something we need to follow to a T? Can we forge our own path in our, you know, our beliefs? Is everything so cut and dried? No. Right. And I think that's what, or I mean, no to the, the to that. Everything's not so cut and dried and we can, things are open to inter- interpretation. It's not, the old Jedi ways clearly didn't work. Um, you know, good and evil are not what we thought they were. Yeah. And... And I think that's what Yoda's role is to do, is to show Luke that and, and to uh, show the Which, viewer that yeah. even Yoda, even Yoda, you know, the the pinnacle of good in the bright light of Jedi-hood is rethinking that. He's basically saying, yeah, like, that's it's not really important. Maybe we should let go of that old stuff. Yeah, in, uh, in a similar way, I mean... Yoda's there to shake up Luke and be like, dude, get yeah. your act together. And um, not to, I mean, 
I didn't have anything to say on what exactly we're talking about, but I agree and I like it. <laughs> with the, but um, uh, to parallel Empire a little bit, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi comes in, he tells Yoda, you know, was I so old when you taught me? Like he's like, Yoda's like, nah, this is stupid. I don't want to do this. And Obi Wan Kenobi comes in, he's like, dude, remember this? This is the Jedi. Uh, you know, it's a good time. Let's do this. Let's have some fun. And I thought it was great. And I am a little confused by if uh, if force ghosts are able to strike lightning and light, light something up on fire. Why don't we have a big army of force ghosts well, that are Yoda. taking down the Empire right now? It's Yoda. I mean, Yoda had almost a thousand years of physical life to With study under the force. I think, yeah, and, I think and the then other thing so is, many years uh, as being one with the force, I'm sure. going to imagine that Yoda can do yeah. it. It's not a, a fault shit. for me. It just it yeah. raised some questions. <laughs> I, I think both, I mean, I think Obi-Wan, Yoda, and um, Luke, we, we see becoming one with the force in peace. And like, so they resign themselves to this peace and like they, they're balanced or whatever. So I think so. like them constantly interfering with like the affairs of, of, you know, the people who are, are still a part of the mortal coil, like, I feel like that would be diminishing their, their peace. Like, so I think like they show up at opportune times, like communicating and yeah. like doing things that are important, like to their pupils. But like, I, I don't know, I think it would be weird to see them continuing to meddle when they're supposed to be at peace. It doesn't seem like that's something the force would allow anyway, because right. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Like, we can speculate yeah. all we want. It was mostly a joke. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't joke about Star Wars. <laughs> also, the notion, there are very few Jedi that actually knew how to do that. So, Yeah. Um, you had to yeah, like, throw lightning because they were only no, the bad guys. No, there are only a few Jedi who knew how to... The first person, the first Jedi to ever discover how to become one with the Force, like I just right. I was talking to you earlier, was Qui-Gon. Yeah. And then he taught yeah. Obi-Wan and Yoda, so Yoda and Obi-Wan knew how, and apparently Yoda or Obi-Wan so, somehow... Re- revealed this and to is, Luke. Is the only reason why we haven't seen Qui Gon yet because they can't afford Liam Neeson? Well, they got yes. Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and uh, Carrie Fisher. Well, Qui Gon's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was watching that and waiting for it to happen. Yeah. So, for the yeah. listeners, my cat just knocked over the garbage can in the background because he saw me throw away a lunch meat package earlier, and he's been <laughs> gunning for it ever since. And uh, Nathan and Jeanette's baby was at my house yesterday, so there's way too many diapers than are justifiable in my garbage can right now because she is I, a, uh, a piss monster. Huh. It's a tall trash can. Yep. Yeah, but it, you're just going to leave them diapers in there for like, how long, man? Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Get your own garbage. I don't think Qui-Gon's relevant to the, like these stories. Like Dan mentioned earlier that he think you're pretty sure that they confirmed an Obi-Wan like Obi-Wan uh, is confirmed. An Obi-Wan movie yeah. in which yep. uh the, you know, covering the time that he's in exile, that'd be a perfect opportunity to see from Qui-Gon's Force yes. ghost coming to mm-hmm. Obi-Wan and teaching him how uh he became one with the Force. That's true. How he aged like forty years in twenty years. I know. Oh my god. We why is nobody talking about that? Like like how yeah. Luke couldn't have been more than seventeen, eighteen, nineteen years old. But, no, I think he was yeah, between seventeen and twenty one. I don't remember the exact yet, timeline. And yet all these characters are so much older 
in that time period. Like especially Princess Leia. Let's be honest. Well, she had issues, though. I know. I mean, that's something you can't avoid. But no, we're talking about from the prequel to the. Yeah, I was going to say for both, like between. Yeah. uh, I I mean, I think the Force Awakens is supposed to be like the same amount of time, like thirty years after. It still seems like well. But they jumped, but, but the, they jumped ahead too. The problem is that Obi Wan Kenobi makes no sense. Yeah, Luke and Leia were born in at the end of Episode Three. Seventeen years later, Obi Wan went from being thirty to sixty-five. Yeah, I mean I, that that's a little weird. I don't know what the heck happened there. Yeah. There's, you know, it, I guess if you look at the presidents when they enter office and when they leave. They look like they've aged more than eight years. So stress well, does things to a person. To our knowledge, Obi Wan Kenobi left as a young, youthful yeah. Ewan McGregor, and then he just hung out caves. in, you know, barren wasteland and caves for twenty, thirty. So what years. I like to do in my head is a little. I have to do a little justifying. Yeah. <laughs> episode three, maybe he was in his mid forties, and uh, that's a bit of a stretch. What? That. He was in his mid forties. No, it's not. If he was, if he's like forty one, forty two. No, as the actor, yeah. But Obi Wan, let's say Obi Wan must have been forty two, forty three, maybe just forty, whatever. At the end of Episode three, and maybe Luke and Leia were about twenty by the beginning of A New Hope. So maybe he was almost sixty something. I don't know, but it does suck that it's like, okay, he's just ready to become one with the Force at the ripe old age of 60-something. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where we're at like, with Luke. And Luke, yeah, he was well, not that old. What the yeah. hell? Well, I mean, when you spend 20 years literally living in a cave. You're ready to die. It ages a person. <laughs> like, it, it's I don't almost, know, I think I'd be ready to die. It, it's almost like for Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke both, they're like, uh, this life sucks. I'm ready to go at any point. And then they get one <laughs> shot of action. They're like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can go out on that yeah. note. It's not a high yeah. note necessarily. Well, Luke's was, but uh-huh. Kenobi's was, uh, he was just a distraction and he decided to go then. If you strike me down, yeah. Darth, I shall become more powerful, powerful than, than you can imagine. imagine. <laughs> and Yoda was like literally just tired. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Yeah. When 900 years old you reach, look as good you will not. Hmm? Look, I so <laughs> old to young eyes. Yes, I do. Potatoes. This has been a Goulash Media production. Goulashmedia.net. This concludes our broadcast day. Click. <laughs> <laughs>